You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can subscribe to Locked On Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and online at fanstreamsports.com. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. And check out our brand new Patreon page, patreon.com slash Rays Unfiltered. Okay, Ulysses, we are getting rolling with spring training. Pitchers and catchers and, of course, position players have reported. I understand that uh, Eric Neander and Kevin Cash did their annual media obligations from an odd uh, backdrop, if you will. They had a couple chairs set up on top of a dugout at Charlotte Sports Park and very, very socially distanced scenario there i think the the closest media member was probably like 30 feet away it's i think you guys are good i think (laughs) look i I know you want to kind of go overkill and be really really on the safe side but they they probably could have uh done a little bit they they probably didn't have to go to that extent to what they did but it is what it is but anyway spring training is here things are moving along and it gets us thinking look this is the time of year uh, not just with the Rays, but throughout baseball, that we see contract extensions being handed out like hotcakes. Yep. Uh, and I guess the last time the Rays gave out a contract extension, well, they gave out a, two of them, was back in 2019 with Brandon Lau and Blake Snell. 2020 was kind of a wonky year, so you sort of understand why teams were maybe uh, not or, or opposed to doing such a thing but this right. this might be the time where we see a lot more as we deep uh as we go into march and april and and so on and so forth so it gets us thinking okay we pose the question um who on the 40-man roster on the race 40-man roster is the best extension candidate right now as of this moment and again being very clear has to be on the 40-man roster because the first answer out of everybody's mouths would be Wander Franco. Give him a long-term deal, even though he hasn't sniffed at the major league. So having said that, Ulysses, we'll, we'll go through this exercise. I'm curious to see what you came up with, who your kind of best candidate would be. If you're Eric Neander and your job is to foreshadow and say, this guy would be a good extension candidate, let's go ahead and throw some money at him, try to lock him up for a long-term deal and go from there. You know, I think when you say best candidate, I want to I want to add a couple of words there for my answer, which is there is no best by low candidate right now than Austin Meadows. And I went with a hitter because I, it's not a time right now to sign pitchers long term in 2021, because this is a transition year, right? We're going to see some of these young arms actually work into the fold and see what they can do. So I don't think that you can, you should, if you're the race front office, just shellac a, a, a deal before even seeing them. 
you know, with the competition, with the up and downs that happened in the major league uh, season, you had to wait for Blake Snell to give you a Cy Young season before you gave him a deal. So I don't see a, a Brendan McKay or, or a Tyler Glass now even uh, to, to get or even the young guys that are there to come in, in Fleming and, and, and McClanahan. So I focused on the bat. I think Austin Meadows is that buy low candidate, which would be great for the race because, I mean, if he's that guy from 2019 where he's going to give you almost a 290 average with 90 plus RBIs and, and 30 plus bombs, uh, he can get better with his with his fielding. And if he doesn't, hey, guess what? Not too shabby to have a DH who can actually kind of have some speed on the bases. I think that would be best case scenario. Uh, but best by low because of his 2020 being so poor in results. Right. I think the peripherals are still there. He hits the ball very hard still, which was great to see. But we, we, we talked about this on the player re- review, Kevin. His biggest thing wasn't that the exit velocity decreased or anything like that. It was the launch angle that went from 16.7 in 2019 to a whopping 24.2. So he was just getting underneath the ball. He was going through COVID. He was going through oblique injuries. He was just off his rhythm. So I think if you want to uh, cash in your chips with a bat, that mm-hmm. is uh, something that you would need in, in a raised lineup right now. Focus on, on the offensive right now after what you saw that happen in 2020 in the playoffs. Uh, I think Austin Meadows would be a great candidate. And I think you could possibly make him sign something that maybe in two or three years could look like a steal. And so, in go- so it goes with the whole Chris Archer deal. You can trade somebody for good pieces and yada, yada, yada. The Ray's way of giving long-term friendly deals. Here's my argument against Austin Meadows, uh, among others. And before I was on the Austin Meadows train several months ago, probably before the start of the 2020 season, But then what have we learned after 2020? The Rays can win without Austin Meadows, right? Ooh. Ooh. I mean, did they really need him last year? If anything, it was probably a detriment in some sense. Game five, ALDS comes knocking right here. I know it's one game, but that's that's big. I want to hear this. Okay, why? Why? Well, that, the the fact that they're able to win without him being productive whatsoever – during 2020. Um, Also, you're looking at a guy, and I know I've heard things about him being in great shape now. He looks good, and and I'm sure that's all true, but he does not have the build that is going to, in my opinion, make him a sustainable even corner outfielder. Uh, So I think at some point, even by the time also, he won't be a free agent until 2025. So he's got three RB years, starting with his first one, I guess, after this offseason. So he's still going to be on a relatively cheap deal. But I wonder how his body will transform at 25. Again, not trying to body shame or anything like that. His build is his build. What's he going to look like? How's his body going to look at 30, 31? Is he going to be relegated to first base DH? I don't deny what he can do 
with the bat offensively. And especially with the dead end ball, he does have legit power to make up for that for sure. But I think the Rays probably look, if you look at their minor league system, they've, they've got a lot of bats to choose from starting with Josh Lowe knocking on the door, starting with Randy Rosarina. I mean, Austin, Austin Meadows, he could be gone tomorrow and you just play Randy Rosarina every day in his spot. And, and I think what the Rays could be looking at here too is, you know, there's a lot of guys like Greg Jones could be a guy, Heriberto Hernandez. I think that's, that's Austin. Come 2025, they're looking at him taking Austin Meadows' spot. So I think Austin Meadows well, is, I don't see him anymore necessarily as a guy you'd want to lock up for a five, six, seven year deal. In and, my and, 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 and that I understand all of those points. And I think those are very valid points. However, as we know how the Rays operate, we know that a five year deal could honestly mean two more years with the Rays because we're going to ship right. you off by the time the third year is about to begin. So just because the year the, the 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 deal's five six years doesn't mean that he's going to have to stay for five or six years. So that's my yes. one point. Number two, I actually do like the fact that you 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 said uh, his kind of weakness on the field with the glove because if you want to get kind of funky with uh, the, the 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 roster and and what it could be in twenty twenty two, there's a very cool. Uh, athletic, fast, young guy in Vidal Brujan who can play second base. Right. Okay. And, and so you put him in there and then you got Mr. Six-year, $25, $26 million deal, Brendan Lau, bam, bam. And you put him in the corner outfield. And then, like you said, Austin Meadows is gone and, and you don't even feel it maybe. I understand that. Yes. But I think that if this Austin Meadows of 2019 – is his baseline or at least his uh, similar to what he can possibly provide provide year in and year out. The Rays haven't had that, that many seasons with that type of production coming from one bat. Like, I mean, Austin Meadows' yes. 2019 season was historic, not only for uh, the Rays, but also Devil Race. I mean, I think it was it's the third or fourth highest OPS uh, ever by any race player. I mean, you, you're talking Longo, you're talking Aubrey Huff, you're talking Canseco, you're talking Pena. I mean, it's it, it, the, the, yes. the list is very, very short. And you're also talking one season. And a lot yes. of guys can have one great season, be one and done, right. so to speak. And again, I'm not trying to hate on Austin Meadows. I'm just trying to provide a little bit of a counter argument here. And the other thing too with Austin Meadows, like, the reason he sort of toiled throughout the minor leagues with the Pirates was he continued to have lower body, lower extremity issues. Do those come back and haunt him over the next couple of years? So those are a couple of my concerns right there. And as a little bit of an aside, when you give a guy a contract extension, and if it's going to be a big contract extension, say three years, uh, 30 million, four years, 40 million, five years, $50 million, whatever it is, don't you sort of want a guy when you're investing that type of money to in your the raise for sure, you want a face of the franchise, a guy who will be that public figure and will go out and give candid answers and isn't afraid to 
um, go out and do the community events and community right. service and do what Chris Archer will do, do what Evan Longoria will do, do you what see Kevin like Kiermeyer will do. It's not that I don't see him doing that. It's he doesn't have that personality, that big personality. Not saying you have to have that, but I think it's definitely an added bonus that you can bring to the table. A hundred percent. I mean, you don't think that when you when when they looked at KK, they definitely knew he had that in him. You know, he could do. He has that it factor. Yes, exactly that it factor. But I will counter the counter argument and say, you know what? Brandon Lau is probably the quietest guy at a party, even if it's a party thrown by him for him for being an awesome human being. Like he would be still the quietest human being in the room. So yes, yes I understand the it factor, but I don't know. I, I, I feel like if you want a buy low candidate, Austin Meadows, if he can provide what he did in 2019, I think this is a steal. I, I, I would be thinking along the lines of five years, $40 million that buys one year of free agency. Uh, by buying that one year of free agency, I think that, 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 that'll kind of put that over the top with the 50 mil. Uh, that would be, I think, something that, that the Rays, I think, would feel comfortable in doing. And guess what? If it gets too expensive or if it gets, uh, you know, uh, kind of tasty for the Rays front office to kind of see what prospects can come down, I'm sure an Austin Meadows in the third year of that deal would be very affordable for like 26 other teams. Of course. So what was that number again? Five years, 40 mil? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. That that to me still seems pricey. Eight mil. Because uh, they gave they Average. gave they they gave Blake Snell what five year 50 mil after winning the Cy Young. Yeah. After having one of the best pitching seasons that you can dream of or think of. And I mean, Austin Meadows had a great year in 2019, two years removed now. Right. That but was it's his not year. Like it wasn't as if it, you know, if he put up stupid numbers, stupid, stupid numbers, I would get that. I, I would be thinking more along the lines of a little bit more than the Brandon Lau deal. Eh, maybe I don't want to say a lot more. I like, and again, I'm, I'm just maybe selling Austin Meadows short. I'm thinking like five years, 30 five years 30 okay yeah. i you know it's just okay. notch another 10 mil that. off it okay just knock off 10 mil okay i can see that still six years for 24 million dollars for brendan lau that was a steal and yes. and, and, and it's a ridiculous steal i know that it can go up because of options and all the, the incentives and all that but six years 24 million i don't think that a lot of people would sign that he signed it because he was fresh off a 2018 two months where he just surprised fresh everybody off in, fresh off injuries too i mean he had an yeah. injury in college so exactly. and that's another consideration yeah so uh we will continue this discussion but first we've got to tell you about a couple of our good friends and uh good partners like built bar the greatest protein bar on the planet 18 amazing flavors including six new flavors caramel brownie cookies and cream, cherry, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. I can tell you, Built Bars, uh, they're all covered at 100% chocolate. They're all soft and easy to chew. They're great for the health-conscious guy or lady. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat because these protein bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber. Don't believe me. Uh, I've got the peanut butter flavor 
and its statistical profile right in front of me, 19 grams of protein, just 180 calories, just five grams of sugar and just five grams net carbs. So go to builtbar.com and use promo code locked on L O C K E D O N. And that'll get you 20% off your next order. Again, use promo code locked on for 20% off at builtbar.com. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. So whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and be sure to write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Okay, Ulysses, continuing this discussion on contract extensions and raised players, um, you know, people may be asking, well, why not the man of the hour, Randy Rosarina? And I think we both kind of have the same line of thinking here is that one, his value is probably, uh, or his asking price is probably would be at the highest it would ever be considering the short campaign that he is coming off of and he's under control for the next six years. Right. In one way or the other. And by the time those six years are up, I think he'd be around 32 or so something along those lines. So, um, you have Austin Meadows as your choice. That's your guy, right? By the way, the first segment, it, it sounded like a very polite arbitration hearing. Yeah. Uh, I think that's probably it, what it would sound like. Yeah. He had a great 2019. Yeah. But did you look at his 2020? Yeah. But the peripherals, Oh yeah. But did you see the it factor that was basically an arbitration hearing legal arguments happen? there back and forth. Yeah. You are definitely uh, Austin Meadows agent. I got, I, yeah. I was able to shave $10 million off that contract extension of yours though. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> the guy I have in mind, And again, maybe 12 months ago, I would have said Austin Meadows, but my answer now changes with how the direction and how the, I don't want to say style, but the makeup of this team currently is set. And the guy I'm going with is Tyler Glass now. That's who I'm trying to give a contract extension to. Uh, Glass now, who will be a free agent in 2024, so he has two more arbitration years, 22, 23. So the idea, you would think, may be at 27 years old, you buy up those arbitration years and a couple years in free agency and still allow him to hit the market at a, you know, 32, 33, something along those lines. And I don't want to say that Tyler Glass now's, you know, as far as a buy low deal, Austin Meadows, that would be the guy to buy low on for sure. But it's not like Tyler Glass now. Let's let's really take a look at him for a second. Um, his 2020 wasn't super special, I would say. 
Right. Um, his 2019 was injury riddled with that forearm issue. He's never pitched more than 110, 111 innings right. in a regular season as a starter in the major leagues. And look at his playoff track record. He has been an Ugly. abject failure, a disaster in the playoffs. Yeah. As a playoff pitcher across 35 and two-thirds postseason innings, he's got a 6.56 ERA, 1.54 whip. Now, you want to blame some of that on the Houston Astros and, and uh, you know, okay if it's whatever they were doing there with their shenanigans okay but he's look throughout the playoffs he has shown he he has not pitched like an ace or even a number two number three whatever it may be um in fact like if you add up i it's so funny because i i really like took a look at this so if you add up his i mean his three years with the rays he he give he's given you about 55 60 innings yeah now that was in 2018 he was traded over from the pirates so limited right. action 2019 yeah. forearm injury limited to you know 60 innings or whatever and then the the 2020 pandemic not his fault of course but still 55 innings or so not even the most on the team so i think glass now could be had i think glass now could be had for a team friendly ish deal um and even though i am kind of hammering him right now and and trying to mention his negatives again i'm trying to get him back on a cheaper price here yeah but saving some money nice why i think it's important to lock up glass now as opposed to a position player or as opposed to maybe a guy like austin meadows who's kind of been talked about a lot for sure is that i feel like again going forward next year and beyond and maybe the year after that the next several years you need an anchor for that rotation. Hopefully, Glass now learns a third pitch. Hopefully, he's able to stay healthy and be a guy that can give you 175 innings. But after this year, Rich Hill's not returning back, I don't think. Michael Walker's probably not returning back. Chris Archer's probably not returning back. Colin McHugh's probably not returning back. And are the young guys that are going to be brought into the fold, are all those or any of those guys going to be total totally ready? They still might need some more seasoning. So... They don't have to be. That's a beautiful thing. That's the yeah. beautiful thing about this because I, I see all the merits in, 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 in signing Tyler Glasso. And I do think that it's not like his price will be at the highest right now by any means, but it would still be higher than any of those guys. You look at a Fleming, you look at a Yarbrough, you look at a Shane McClanahan, you look at even at a, at a Brendan McKay or Brent Honeywell. And you look at those guys who have had injuries who might be a little it might be a little bit scary they haven't had that much time in the show if at all and it would be crazy to say hey let's let's give you a deal when you're going to be so cheap for the next 3 years it would be ridiculous but they would sign that faster than i think Tyler Glass now would tie himself to to a, a deal and i'll tell you why it's because of the arbitration him being a super 2 having two more shots two more cracks at the arbitration i think for him it would be just um, this is what he's been waiting for, right? Arbitration and, and, and getting paid. And I think he could say, well, you know, if somebody like, not to point any fingers, but if somebody who got traded for me earns six and a half million dollars after putting up what he did for 2019 and 2020, even if I get hurt in the next two years, I would still find a deal 
that wouldn't hang, anchor me or hamper me in any way um, if, I, if I sign a, a long-term deal right now. So I understand that, but I think he's so close to the finish line then yes. th- then why why sign you know that that's a good point and that's a that's a very valid point but if you're a pitcher you always got to have that especially a guy who's had i mean almost everybody every pitcher at some point has had some arm issues but in a in a flash it can i don't want to say be over but before you <laughs> i need a tommy johnson well now i need another now i've got something right. else popping up and it's just one thing after another. And I know Tyler Glass now is built like a different animal. He's a different breed <laughs> as far as his body. But even then, sometimes, you know, Mark Pryor had a pretty good build on him too. Mm-hmm. Your, your career as a pitcher can be fleeting. And that's the risk that the Rays would certainly yeah. have to take on as well. So it's, a, it's definitely a back and forth with that. And another reason, and I kind of go back to this, like I mentioned in the last segment, look, I think – if you're going to spend money on a contract extension, you definitely would probably most likely, you absolutely would have to spend more to lock up Tyler Glass now than, than Austin Meadows. And maybe it's something where they, you know, if they are serious about doing something like this, that maybe they realize, well, Yoshi Satsugo's coming off the books. Kevin Kiermaier, we trade him. That's a lot of money that that's off the table right there. Chris Archer is coming off all the other one year deals. Yeah. There's a lot of, there's a lot of 13 mil there. Yeah. There's 13 mil after this year. That's coming off the books real quickly. Yoshi's what? Seven. You said eight. So you're telling me that it's $21 million ready to grab started starting 2022. Yeah. So money that, and again, I talk about your, you're going to throw legit big time dollars by race standards and really by any standards at a guy. You want a guy who's a leader, a commanding presence, who commands a room, can be a public face, a guy who people on Twitter have their Twitter profile picture of this guy. (laughs) They have the name glass now as their Twitter name. Like he is different he is different than Meadows as far as a marketable asset. And I think there's some huge, huge value in that, especially if you can say that, okay, maybe we will trade him before his contract extension is up. But if you can lock him up for maybe it's five years, $60 million, whatever. Okay. Doesn't, we can always trade him year three, year four, whatever it may be. But I think it's going to be important that like who, who, well, I mean, Glassnow would still be, on the team for his RB years in 22, 23, but even by 24 is, is somebody else. It will Patino be ready to take that ACE role. Will, will McKay. Right. Will Ryan, who's going to be that guy. I like that idea of, of maintaining an anchor of maintaining a, a, a guy on the rotation. I think that's always the case that has happened for the Rays. Uh, You you go through Casmer, then Shields, then you go to Garza price, Archer, Cobb, it, 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 it's always, right. you know, Snell, it, oh, it, there's always a, a, a line and that, that they play together and then he leaves. They play together, right. he leaves. And so I think Glass now is that guy now. And so I understand that. Also, great point with the it factor. I don't think uh, people, uh, I think people sometimes dismiss um, that from sports a lot, especially if you're talking about analytics, like, you know, uh, that guy's so clutch or, uh, you know, the, the chemistry in the clubhouse. A, a lot of people that are into analytics kind of scoff yeah. at that. I, I, I won't. I like analytics, but I also like that 
the the, the chemistry in the clubhouse right. to be to be good. I like the it factor. You know what? Uh, I think Archer had an it factor when he was young, and and he was electric for baseball, and, and they gave him a long term deal. And Longoria had an it factor. For God's sakes, he he was he was the the, the best player the race have ever had, and the most famous one by a long shot. Yes, but I think that's not. A requirement. I think, for example, Matt Moore got his right. deal and he didn't have that. It, it was also a much smaller amount for him, too. Yes, yes, very much so. And so, okay, so then then maybe, you know, five for five years, 40 is maybe a little bit too too much. Five years, 30 mil, maybe, maybe you, you tone it down a little yeah. bit. Uh, I, I just don't think that it would be as cheap as Brendan Lowes for, for any player. I think that'll be right. the cheapest deal ever for, for, and, <laughs> for a race yeah. player. And, and there's something to be said for having that it factor and being the guy and, and being comfortable as the face of the franchise, because there's a lot of pressure on you when you sign yeah. that deal. And some guys fold under the pressure, I'm not saying that Austin Meadows would, or somebody else would, but it's just, and even though I know glass now hasn't been good in the playoffs, he still seems like a guy that can handle it, that he can, yes. he can lead by example and lead with his mouth as well. So he's a team just a representative, couple right? Yeah. For the players union. Yeah. For the players association. He so he he is that guy. He does have that uh commanding presence. I think it's a I think it's a great idea. I, I'm not gonna scoff at my own. I'm with Austin Meadows. Right. Um I think that's still a good one. I I I, I wouldn't be upset if Tyler Glass now uh signs a long term deal. I honestly would take a Taylor Walls signing uh, do you right, think they're going anybody. to extend anybody? Do you think I, they're going to? I think not. I don't think so. I don't think so. We, 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 we've heard very little rumblings and, um, yeah. that that's never a good sign. Even like even 2020, they apparently, they, they approach a couple guys, even Adamas Meadows, nothing came through. Yarbrough even, I want to say maybe. I think Yarbrough too, maybe, but we haven't really had that feel of the rumors happening that's in true. 2021. And I think Stu, I mean, uh, he said, look, 2021, we're going to bite a bullet. Uh, get me five guys that'll equal $13 million, not one dude who equals 15 right. mil. Lower it down. And I think uh, long-term deals are definitely not in uh, Stu's uh, pocketbook uh, right now. You want an extension out of left field? Okay. In this, if this happened, it would all, it probably would only be a one year or two year extension, but Yoshi Satsugo. Ooh. I don't think he's going to get worse than he was. I think he's, I think he could really have a breakout year. We're Yoshi people in this, in this show. Yeah. I, and, and if you're listening to the show for the first time, welcome. Uh, we like Yoshi Sutsugo. Yoshi Tomo Sutsugo for us, uh, he's going to be the comeback player. He has to, a guy that's a captain for 10 years in another league that is almost as close as MLB, a quad a league. I mean, this Mm -hmm. guy has to mash the last four years. He had the most home runs in the Japanese league. And you're telling me he's going to be a 198 guy with uh, seven home runs, eight home runs in an abbreviated season. No, this guy has legit quality. His bat is too quick not to be able to, at some point catch up to the fastballs. It was a culture shock literally for him to see, uh, I'm seeing 97, 98 on a continual basis. I'm seeing some live arms. I think he's eventually going to get it figured out. Uh, I looked it up the other day. He batted just 157 on fastballs. But again, look, you know, we can throw out Austin Meadows season in 2020. I think we can. And Yoshi, yeah, the average was bad, but he got on base at a pretty good clip. He gave you good power numbers. He gave you good exit velo. 
hard hit numbers. And like, again, to the not opposite to say, field, to the yeah. opposite field too, Kevin. I mean, the, the, the three run bombs, I think there were two of them. They were to left field. I mean, he stays on that impressive ball. too. Impressive. Yeah. Exactly. The dead ball won't be an issue for him. I don't know. He definitely um, has pop. And again, not to say, Oh, cause they're both from Japan. This is going to equal out or whatever. But if you look at Hideki Matsui's career, his first year with the Yankees, I mean, it was a solid year for sure, but he broke out his second year. I mean, he doubled his home run totals. I mean, his power numbers just went through the roof. And I think pretty much all of his other offensive numbers improved from year one to year two, and then stayed on a pretty steady pace after that. And I think you could see something along those lines. I don't dislike it. I yeah. don't dislike a Yoshi Maybe extension. A, yeah, if, give him a one. Hey, we'll yeah. extend it for two years, 10 mil, something like that. You want to make some extra coin in the U.S.? You're starting to get comfortable here? You we like not, the Florida living? Exactly. And you've been with us. You understand us. You 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 know the culture here. We're a good team. We're going to get better. We went to yes. the World Series just now. Maybe we just sneak into the playoffs. Maybe we don't. But if you stay here, you see the team. It's good. You're used to it. I think that would help a lot for a guy who had maybe a little bit of trouble transitioning yeah. to, to the U.S. Who knows? Maybe the, the Rays, like, even though Yoshi is a pretty out-of-there choice, I mean, it's not, I don't think, totally out of the question, but I could definitely also, like, by the same token, see the Rays, like, giving McClanahan a long-term deal with, like, very limited service time. Say, hey, hometown discount. We know you don't want to leave Florida. You're born and raised in Cape Coral. You went to USF. Brandon Lau-esque a deal, maybe, what, six years for 20 mil? Yeah, I mean, they're raving about his bullpens. Bolt thrown against air, <laughs> well, he's doing a great job at it. Spring so. training is the, is, is, is the time to do such things, Kevin. It's not September to yeah. do those things, but it's, and, uh, it's, it's March or February. Instead of Meatball McClanahan, we can call him Money McClanahan. If he there gets we go. Who came up like with so. the Meatball McClanahan? It was somebody on Twitter uh i do remember his name i think chris winston gave him that nickname so <laughs> shane mcclanahan he has some bulletin board material we, we, should, yeah. we should tell yeah. uh shane hey chris has a, a sword against you or something yeah although some people i i've read some like scouting reports and some believe that mcclanahan is like his track is being just a power reliever that he's not going to be a starter I don't, know. McGee I don't know type in, in essence, basically. And do you really want to give a long-term deal to that guy? I don't know. Well, I mean, it, it Jake McGee was nails and, and has had a pretty good major league career. If Shane McClanahan ends up having not only the career, but the money that Jake McGee has earned, uh, right. I think Shane McClanahan would be a very happy fella. Yeah. And we mentioned, of course, final thing here. Uh, that we couldn't pick Wander as an extension candidate. It's got to be somebody on the 40-man roster. But you you talk about a trend throughout baseball, giving deals, giving contract extensions to guys with zero days of service time. It's becoming a thing. How about eight years, 100 mil? Boom. Sign today. $100 million check? Yeah. I I wouldn't scoff at that. I I wouldn't scoff at that. I mean... But he's just ready. Like, Franco wants Tatis money yesterday. That's the issue. I mean, what did, Rob, it, what did Luis Robert get? He got what? 50 something, right? I mean, that's $100 million right at your $100 million, and you'll still be able to go to free agency. He'll yeah, still have a good free agent. 
tell him that. I want him to say yes to the eight-year, 100 mil. Wander, please, 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 please do that. And then that way, you can actually have, if you sign Wander for eight years, you'll have him for six. You know, yeah. and, and that's the idea to have this guy as long as possible. So hopefully he does sign. And obviously we had to talk about Wander Franco when you're talking uh, contract extension, because it's our duty as, as a, as a raised podcast of to course. do so. But um, yeah, that would be very, a, a very, very good, happy day for race fans. If Wander actually does sign a, a long-term deal with the race. February is Black History Month, and the Locked On Podcast Network is honoring the challenges and success of Black men and women in sports with a new series called Locked On Presents More Than the Game. Right now, you can hear Candace Cooper of Locked On Tar Heels and Erica Ayala of Locked On Women's Basketball discuss the opportunities and challenges that come with being a Black woman in sports. Subscribe to the Locked On Presents podcast feed on the radio.com app or wherever you get podcasts. All right, that wraps up this edition of Locked On Rays. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On MLB Prospects. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you on Friday. 